You're listening to the Stalking Dead podcast. On this week's episode, we talk about Negan's backstory, Daryl and Rick's fight, and where Rick might be headed next in the war against the saviors. Welcome to the Stalking Dead podcast. I'm your host, Troy L. Smith. We are not officially affiliated with the AMC hit series, but we sure are obsessed with it. Backed by popular demand, I would say. Uh, Maybe our most popular guest yet, the one who makes me better at hosting, makes me better at life. Mrs. Smith, what's going on? Well, hello, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Did my mom wish she was the positive feedback on that? Like, uh, you know, your mother, your mother made several calls to the podcast <laughs> requesting your presence again. Um, but you know, ultimately, it was my decision, so I deserve much credit for it. Absolutely, just backed by popular demand. Just Tish and Bill, hey, get back here. <laughs> So, normally, as you know, we start the podcast with the questions. I have three important questions that I ask people, but you've been on before, so I know your answer to these questions. So I thought it'd be more appropriate to give you a chance to take back your Morgan moment, where you said you would happily point a rifle at my I head. Wouldn't, I wouldn't happily And take do me it. out as a walker. So I'm going to give you the opportunity here to, to take that back. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a gleeful moment for me. I think I would do fantastic in a Herschel barn. Did it? Wait, did you answer the question? Who would you kill? I don't you answer. Do I don't answer the questions. Okay, well, I ask the questions. There would never be a Herschel's barn situation because I'm not looking to get bit. And yeah, I just I I mean maybe I'd use a gun, maybe I use a knife, an ice pick, a hatchet. I don't know, but I would make sure that your brain was destroyed. I'm not really... I'm not, You're welcome. I, I don't want a death by hatchet. That seems, uh... I mean... It seems rough. Could run over it with my car. That suggests that you're taking joy in this experience. <laughs> no, I've just thought about it. Like, how far would I go? I would go all the way. That's I'm looking for more of, like, this mortified feeling that, um, you know, in the beginning of Dawn of the Dead remake, uh, this woman, you know... Is attacked by her husband, mm-hmm. attacked by her daughter. Yeah, that was a bummer for her because she didn't, yeah. she didn't know. I know. That's how life goes. Look, so I'm just gonna like we don't have to revisit this. I'll I promise I'll kill you if All it right. ha- uh, comes you. down to it. <laughs> Let's talk about Sunday night's episode of The Walking Dead. Negan is back. Uh, him and Father Gabriel are bunkmates, if mm-hmm. you will, for a brief period in uh, at, you know hidden at the sanctuary, surrounded by walkers. What's important here is that Negan gives his backstory, a brief backstory, he in, does. in the form of a confessional yes. to the good priest, Father Gabriel. And I don't know if you're familiar with this. I don't think we've actually talked about this, but here's Negan, the prequel story that Image Comics released, giving us Negan's backstory in its entirety. Oh, you no. You have not read this. No, I haven't. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... I mean, I got the, the rundown from the comic. I know what right. he talks about in that. So the, the, the Here's Negan backstory is very detailed. It's Negan is a gym teacher prior to the zombie apocalypse. That's not a surprise. He takes much joy in berating teenage boys. Again, no surprise Beating there. them in games of ping pong and then shredding his stuff, you know, <laughs> making them feel weak. Spreading his peacock feathers proud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically what happens with Negan is... Negan is a gym teacher. He's having an extramarital affair. And then his wife just one one day drops to the ground because she has cancer and she's dying. And Negan takes her to the hospital and then informs his uh, 
lover, his side lover, that he's done, you know, not so many words. And he is tell he reveals his affair to his wife, whose name I'll let you guess. Lucille. And then, you know, tells her that he's with her. She might be dying, but he's with her till the end. But while they're in the hospital and she's on Wait, life, and Lucille was like, that's fine. No, nah, she's pretty upset. Okay. Um <laughs> but you know, she's dying, so she's going through all these self realizations. Right. Um and while she while she's, you know, hooked up to life machines, the zombie apocalypse takes place. Ooh, and that's Negan's, a real bummer. Negan's looking outside and of course, you know, old school uh Night of the Living Dead style Lucille turns into a walker. Mm-hmm. Um and then Negan so then, you know, to make this short, because people, you know, I, I suggest anyone buy this or read it online. It's it's fantastic read. Negan encounters a ton of people along the way after he leaves the hospital you know, uh, women, children, you know, fellow guys trying to survive the apocalypse, and he just loses so many of them. And you can see him going from this guy who has a chance to be decent to becoming Negan. He meets Dwight, um, basically kills the leader of this what will become the Saviors, and they look at him like, dude, we're not going to follow you. You just killed our leader. They were wrong. <laughs> uh, but my question to you is, do you think knowing these things about Negan does it help you with the character? Because we've had some problems with him so far um, on TV. Okay. You like him in the comic book. Well, I don't like him in that comic well. book. He's more likable. Like, he's... Yeah, he's more likable in the comic. Um, but I'm that's a personal preference. He's kind of grating and irritating on the show, in my opinion. Sorry, Cousin Tom. Um, don't be hanging on Cousin Tom. <laughs> my Cousin Tom, that's his favorite character. I know. Well, we all have ours. Uh, you, eh, if the show goes where I hope it goes, then yes, I think that the backstory is really, it really helps you like the character more. Um, and so far, so good. I mean, they're really kind of staying true to the comics this season as far, as much as they can. And I, for one, appreciate the crap out of that. Would you shoot him in the head when he was a walker? Or just me? Everybody. Everybody. Okay. Like Sasha mode. Just well, I might like to go. I shoot photos of me too. I might pull a governor and like if my kids oh. turn into zombies. Oh come on. But that's a different. That's a whole other story. I think that knowing the backstory can only help. You know, anyone who saw the episode Sunny Night, Negan eventually escapes um, with Father Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Escape from their bunk. Their bunker. It's called their bunker. Yeah. Um, using the old guts on body trick. That smear that blood all that over Gabriel's the place. now familiar with from Rick doing that with them at the uh, right. safe zone. So they escape. Now we're getting back into this episode's really savior centric, where the saviors are in turmoil. They all suspect the mole. Uh, naturally, they're going to think it's Eugene. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, he used we, to be one of them. Yeah, we all know it's Dwight. Right. And then there's the sleazy Simon. Thoughts on Sleazy Simon? Yeah, I just wouldn't want to be alone in a room with him. Um, I, I think he thinks he's a lot more powerful than he is, and he wants without to be Negan needed. by his side, he's kind of just dog meat. And he wants to be Negan. I'm just hoping you know they throw Father Gabriel in uh, a cell like Daryl. I'm hoping yeah. we get some more tunes, not necessarily. Uh, that what was the name of that song that we got? Oh my god, I don't know, but it was in my head. I feel like if I days. if I figure out the name, it'll just be stuck in Let's my brain forever. Try not to do that then. Um, maybe you can watch him. Who's the boss? Tony Danza styles. That, remember I mean, they played some Roy Orbison crying eventually. I you know Dwight 
uh, Daryl got a raw deal. That's a tough. That's a tough stay. Daryl, but he man, he is strong, isn't he? Well, I'll give credit here. They've done a lot with Father Gabriel. He was kind of lame for a long time. Yeah, he was a pointless character. And he's getting his time to shine now, and he's got something up his sleeve, I think. I think so, too. I think he's looking for his redemption moment, for sure. He's definitely trying to, like... I think that's going to be his, like, life's mission, is just to make up for basically killing hundreds of people who are trying to get into his church. What do you think about uh, Eugene seemingly figuring out? We don't know for sure that Dwight is the mole. Mike, or we know for sure that Dwight's mole. We don't know for sure that Eugene has figured that out, but it's suggested. Yeah, well... Let's assume he knows. If he Eugene's knows, a smart guy. What happens there? I mean... How Negan is he? Does... Well, maybe he turns double agent, too. Maybe he's like, hey, Dwight, want a bud? <laughs> and that'd be great, because... The Dwight and Eugene road trip I mean, would be epic. We got the guy with the burnt face <laughs> and the man with the mullet. Who has no social skills. And they're, yeah, this um, is new Abraham. Yeah, I, look, I hate the direction that they've taken Eugene's character. He was a lot more lovable in the comic. I really enjoyed the his role um, in Alexandria. So, I, and this whole, like, he, he is Negan BS is not, uh, it's not my cup of tea. So, I'd like to see him switch teams again and help Dwight out. I, that'd be really cool. But... At the same time, like, it, I don't put it past him to be like, hey, Negan, by the way, I think I made this connection that it's really Dwight. And, you know, maybe Dwight gets the other side of his face burnt. I don't know. There's another factor here that is blowing up the Internet. It has been for a few weeks. And I don't know what to make of it, honestly, because there's talk that there that there's another mole, that there's a mole on Rick's side. Now, if you remember, Gregory comes back to the safe zone. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, to the hilltop. Alexandria. The hilltop. Oh, Gregory right, returns wow. to the hilltop. So confusing. Yeah. There's a lot of communities going it's on too here. Too many. Oceanside's, you know, where's Oceanside? Right? Um, well, we've got the dumpster people. We'll who talk are they? about them in a minute. Ugh. All right. So we so Gregory comes back to the hilltop and he tells Maggie basically he was going to tell the saviors everything that they had planned, but someone beat him to it. And then in this episode, we get Simon kind of suggesting the same thing, even though I can never tell what the hell Simon's talking about. Yeah. He kind of suggests to Gregory that there's another mole. I have no idea who could be going into this episode. I actually thought it was Father Gabriel, and then maybe during the time of the scavengers, he had made some buddy-buddy deal with Negan. That does not seem to be the case. The other option is Gregory's just full of crap. Gregory is 100% full of crap. Well, who could the mole be? Uh, well, I think Is Rosita at, be... back home? You know? Well, Simon could just be, you know, blowing steam up. I've uh, racked my brain Gregory's. on this. But because, like, yeah, I don't know. I can't figure it out either. Maybe Jesus is trying to keep. Jesus is not the mole. <laughs> Jesus is like, let's keep everybody alive. You know what? It's Enid. I've always, I have always, always suspected, suspected Enid. Enid. She's you know, a sketchy little girl. At this point, though, they're coming out of nowhere. Enid they're coming turns. out of nowhere with this mole, if there is one. Yeah. I, and the father they complicate this plot, this season too much. Like They have done a good job of not complicating the season. True. It's been full-blown action. Speaking of which, we have to get to perhaps the most epic friend-on-friend fight. Oh, I was hoping we were going there. Of all Darryl, time. Daryl and Rick and coming Rick. to blows. Probably the most kind of... I in... mean, we all kind of thought it was going to happen last episode. Cause well, that's what were... I wanted to ask you. What's up with Daryl? 
I mean, where, where do you, well, where do you think Daryl's head is at? Bee in his bonnet. Uh, he does not enjoy the savior. Be in his bonnet. Be in his bonnet. What is that? From? It's like if you're. No, I know what that means, but that's like you know, it's that's like in lieu of grandparents. <laughs> Be in his bonnet. I have a sailor's mouth, and I you can't. You didn't hang out at the senior citizen homes, like. Look, me and Esther, we get along real be well. In okay. His bonnet. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, Daryl. Like ever since last episode, get off my lawn. This next. <laughs> he uh, when he wanted when he just went ahead and killed that guy. He was like, "Oh, I'll tell you what you want to know if you let me go." And Rick was like, "What are you doing, man? Come on." Like, yeah, we saw exactly, this fight coming. That's exactly how he said it. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, that was the look he man? gave him, like, oh, really? You well, to I go think, and do that? I think that... But I think Daryl doesn't want to give up. I think he wants to kill all the saviors. I think put he's a, really... Put an arrow through Morales' head. Well... They go back, man. I know, but they don't, because he was he was Negan, so... Yeah, in Morales' defense, he was part of the crew that left Merle to die. He was also about to kill Rick, so... Peaches. Anywho. <laughs> we call them Peaches. Peaches. Um, it needed to happen, and Daryl understands this. I think I'll, I think Daryl's right. I think blow up the saviors, get rid of them. I don't care. Innocent lives are lost. Yeah, well, guess what? Innocent lives are lost all the time on this show. People are getting eaten by zombies. What it, I've realized, though, the problem. What I've realized here is that in this fight, that there's people like Daryl and Morgan and Tara who want to kill every savior. Let's just wipe them out. And then there's, you know, people like Jesus who want to change the world. Ugh. But I actually think Rick is ahead of the game. He's ahead of the curve. I think he actually has a plan. And I don't think he's, maybe he's said it to Daryl. Maybe he's explained it in full to everyone. But I think Rick has a plan. I think for some reason it involves the Polaroids. Um, yeah, but what's going on with it, we haven't. That has not been revealed. Yeah. But I have a feeling that. These are involved in Rick's plan. He's, I think he's headed to the scavengers. I think we're going to see him head towards the dumpster people. I don't know if his plan was to blow him up. I don't know. But I think Rick has a plan here that he's acting out, and I think everyone else isn't as rational as Rick's being. I agree. I agree. Like, it's, it seems like there's two camps, and they're both on the extreme opposite ends of each other, and Rick is somewhere in the middle. However... If we had to pick a side, I'm on Team Daryl Morgan Tara. Like, let's go. You want to shoot everyone in the head, including your husband. Well, if you're if you've turned or I are turning, you need to let it go. Well, I mean, you didn't just come out quickly say that you would kill me, but I think we need. You know, you gotta, you gotta. I have to let it go. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, it's something I need. It's to. a balloon. Um, but you know what? It's funny. This this fight between Rick and Daryl really it reminded me of. Shane versus Rick. And yes. in the end, you know, Daryl kind of saves Rick. Like, you know, they call, they obviously come across Daryl and Rick as two brothers duking it out. No yeah. one really wants to hurt the other one. Would Shane have saved Rick, or do you think Shane would have just rolled Rick right into the Jeep? Well, that's the interesting thing because, well, Shane was, at that moment, when you look back at that fight, Shane was ready for Rick to die. Yeah. Obviously, there's other factors. There's Lori, you know, they're both fighting for Lori's love. Right, right, right. Uh, idiots. And then, <laughs> but Rick does actually wind up saving Shane. He comes back for him. Right. Um, it's just a weird dynamic. It was like a throwback to that for me where mm-hmm. that was such an amazing event. Because I think we all still were hoping, we knew what was coming, especially those of us who have read the comic, that Shane could snap out of this you know, mental block that he was having. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, obviously, the man was in the process of losing his mind. Absolutely. There um, was no saving that, man. So you kind of get this sense of, I think the show is playing on that a little bit. Like, it's Daryl getting to this point. And then, he, you know, he saves Rick, and, and obviously, you know, the love is real still. Oh, yeah. The bromance is still real. I think Dar- that was just Daryl. Daryl doesn't have coping mechanisms like Rick has. He didn't have a loving family growing up. His brother was kind of a lunatic. Um, so that's how he solves problems. That's how he gets what he wants is by fighting. And it doesn't mean that he loves Rick any less. It just means that he thinks Rick's a, kind of an idiot right now. And he's going to take over for a little bit. Well, I think the next episode, um, I think is really going to play into what Rick's plan is. I think he's headed to the scavengers, the junkyard dogs, or what whatever the hell you want to... the heapsters or the... That's what they're kind of referred to, you know, some some of the bloggers online. I've just chalked them up as being the scavengers. It's a name from the Probably. comic. Obviously, it doesn't match up, but... Right. Um, so, we'll see. We're, I'm interested to see what Rick's plan is. Uh, you know, what's Jadis up to? She probably still wants to have sex with Rick, uh, as she asked Michonne. It's really creepy. It is super creepy. Now, I want to kind of, you know... As we look ahead to the season, I want to talk to you about a rumor that's bothering me and your thoughts on it. A lot of speculation that Judith's a goner. Now, here, let me give you sort of the reasoning behind it. You know, Rick discovering Gracie, the baby at the the compound that they invade, mm-hmm. gives the baby to um, Aaron. Right. But what people are speculating on is in the flash forward of the Utopia Land, there's a little girl calls Rick dad. And is holding that bunny rabbit that was next to Gracie. For some reason, the people think that... I didn't put that together. I put it together because I read a lot. You know, <laughs> I spent a lot of time online. Um, so she's holding this bunny. So then that leads people to think, well, that's actually Gracie and not Judith. And Judith's actually dead and is one, one of the two graves that we've also... There was a flash forward. But then you'd Rick's have to say that, that Aaron is dead because he was going to raise Gracie. Right. Well, the other thing, too, is if that is Gracie, because how old is Judith at this point, you think? Uh, like, she's got to be at least two or three. I mean... Right. So you're talking about aging <laughs> Rick even further in that flash forward, and Michelle still ain't even older. We're talking about, like, eight... We're talking about eight full years. Yeah. You get away with five. I don't even know if this... And the other thing, too, is that flash forward doesn't even seem real. So, I mean, no. I don't even know what we're watching. Why you would I insert... I still think it's some sort of fever dream. So... This idea, but there are people out there who are like, Judas going to die, and we'll get to the, the twist that they think is coming. But what are your thoughts on the show killing Judith, if that happens? I mean, fine. She's such, she's kind of a burden. Um, she does nothing for the storyline. It's not like anyone's kidnapped her yet, and they have to go save Judith. Like, there you go. Give the poor girl a storyline. Or just kill her off. Like, But another, so then it brings in the twist, is that Judith dies... I guess you could say Gracie dies, too. I don't know. But she doesn't turn. And then we learn that people born after the apocalypse... I mean... They're safe. So it's like this hope for the future. Whoa. Well, but how would they know that she... I mean, because it looks like... Well, if she dies, let's say she gets shot in the stomach. Okay. And then she lays there. She never turns. I guess what I'm saying is, like, at least the people in Alexandria, they do... they. They destroy the brain pretty quickly after somebody dies so that they don't even have to worry about it. So does that mean that either, like, nobody notices that she's died or they're just taking their sweet time or they're waiting for her to turn and then she never does? But that would be such a cool turn of events. I would really enjoy that. Once again, the morbid nature of you enjoying a child dying and... Hey! 
reveal. I'm just kidding. Oh I, my god, that's awful. Listen, I'm just a little bitter here, people. Of I would never enjoy a child dying. In the Walking Dead universe, right? Well, Judith dies in the comic book. Judith died a long time ago in the comic book. Right. Way back at the prison. It was awful. So, yeah. So, well, and if you just add that, throw that into the mix, then there's no reason to keep Judith's character alive. It's just, I mean, it's a little bit more work for the writers to figure out what to do with her every episode. I think she sticks around. Um, There's plenty of sidewalk to chalk. You know, she was chalking (laughs) that sidewalk. There's plenty, you know, in the premiere. I think there's plenty of sidewalk that needs to be chalked. Um, And Gracie gets old enough. She can help. It's just a theory that's floating around out there, and everyone's really waiting for the big reveal of who are the people in these two graves that Rick's looking over, you know, the clear flash forward. And, you know, I'm concerned for those closest to Rick, and Judith's one of those people, Michonne's one of those people, Carl's one of those people, everyone's one of those people, <laughs> Daryl, I don't know. So, you know, and Rick was in tears. You know, he, he was. So that that's the talk right now, and we're past the halfway point here. So we're past the halfway point of the season. Where do you see us going? We, we we where do you see what's next? We've got what three more episodes before the mid season finale. What are you expecting here? Negan's back, so I'm guessing. I'm there's... wondering if like things at the sanctuary are just gonna fall apart, and they're just gonna kind of implode. And then Negan is going to find himself needing to seek, ironically, sanctuary at Alexandria or is captured. And then we can follow the comic even further, which would be just the best thing ever. So that's I, that's my hope for the season. Uh, it won't. I don't see it just transitioning into that, though. Negan's going to want to get some payback here. I mean, Rick attacked the safe zone. There's some but if all of his guys, like if the sanctuary implodes, if everybody in there turns on one another and it just like shit is hitting the fan, pardon my English, um, then let's, you know, Negan's going to have to figure out what his next step is. And I think his next step is to kind of like find someone to take him in because without all of his mini Negans backing him up, he's nothing. We know in the comic book the that, the bat. we know in the comic book that. Negan does become a prisoner. How do you see that playing on the show? If, if your theory is correct, how does Nick, or sorry, how does Rick, Negan, the, the Nick, we can call him Nick, uh, how does Rick not kill Negan? Well, I think actually, now that we're kind of discussing this, it would probably be Negan going to the hilltop and Jesus. Oh, good grief. You know, putting him in a cell or something. And that would be the way that they go with that. Because you're right. I think that Rick would have a harder time, well, first of all, controlling Daryl. Where um, the heck? We, we got. What is Jesus doing? He's got we got saviors and trailers. He's trying to spread some love, oh, whatever. Man. Peace and love, and I think you know. In our last podcast episode, cousin Tom said, you know, he alluded to the comic book a little bit, but Jesus is overreaching here a little bit. A little bit. Um, one thing we didn't talk about that was not in this episode is the kingdom. That no longer really is any much much of a kingdom at all. Maybe he'll stop speaking in prose. King Ezekiel returns to the kingdom in shame. Last episode, the previous episode, mm-hmm. not in this episode. I mean, whoa, what? Well, and how do you look at all those people in the eye again? I mean, they all died. It's him, well, he Jerry, like and Carol. Boy, oh yeah, and he was like, "Sorry, kid." That was a a crazy episode. You had Shiva dying, but. 
just which we knew was coming, but just the devastation for the kingdom. I know. They I were know. not they were not built for this war. No. No, no, no. They should have stayed in their little, like, safety town of, you know, gardens and plays. It was a little delusional. You know, they're standing in an open field. They get snipered out, you know, just freaking street sweepered. Like, you know, know, gone. And, you know, then there's this whole idea of people protecting the king. What is going on? Why is that? Look, I didn't... I don't want to talk about it. I guess it's you gotta so believe in to something. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with the kingdom. I don't know if there is no kingdom. Well, it's just women and children now. Well, and Jerry and nothing wrong with that. No, I no. I'm just saying. You know, they're gonna have to move. Or taken. You know, if Jesus can rehabilitate the saviors that they've captured, maybe they can go live at the kingdom or something. I think if nothing else, the kingdom episode proves that the armor they were wearing was completely worthless. But you mean the catcher's uh, <laughs> chest plate? Weren't they didn't, like, I thought, I don't know, for some reason I took Shoulder it as pads? like, weren't they wearing night gear like originally? I mean, in the comic I think they were, but I, now <laughs> it was always like some weird like football gear. Oh, Morgan, when Morgan, wherever he's gone, I know it's a tribute to Benjamin, him wearing Benjamin shield. Just take the crap off. I know. But it's only good to protect them from walkers. It's not does nothing against a bullet. Like walkers are smarter than people think. They know Uh, what they're biting. At least they go for it. Yeah. Um, All right. So I mean, you're yawning and and oh no, I'm I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. You know, this is the Stalking Dead podcast, and you're yawning, (laughs) and that probably means things should come to an end. Uh, But no, we're out of topics, and I appreciate you coming by again. We're gonna keep you on as much as we can. We're going to keep you here as much as we can. Okay. Um, but I'm looking forward to the to season. i back. Yeah. Well, of course. You really don't have a choice. It's really help. <laughs> You'll risk your life. <laughs>